Welcome to Combo's Court Podcast. Combo Nation! <laughs> hey, Combo Nation, we are back like we never left, man. Foamy is back for another episode of Combo's Court. That's right, Mr. Fomer Simpson. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, Mr. Fomer Simpson. This is episode 355. Don't forget to rate, review, punch down on that subscribe button. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Foamy, 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 foamy Simpson. What's the word, man? You're back. You're back. Yeah. Back in the building, man. Thanks for having me. I know, uh, you know, we've been playing a little uh, run around uh, China. I love to carve out time for this, man. This is like, what, you know, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> you know, I appreciate you taking the time. First and foremost, I opened that uh, Twitter app yeah. and uh, they're yeah. going at my guy Foamy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you know, they, you know, this this tweet didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it, it, it's crazy, man. Uh, you know, obviously, I work in sneakers. Everything is copacetic on the sneaker side, and then I tiptoe. Mm-hmm. You know, at, as a basketball player, at, as a hooper, you know, I like to I like to add a little commentary, and I just tiptoe just a little bit into that basketball Twitter, and man. They just, it's like, it's zombie land over there. Well, I think it's because your following is probably sneaker focused and it's not maybe the basketball, because you're a real basketball guy. Like, I don't know if people know that. Like, you're a legit real basketball guy. But maybe those guys that maybe in your circle aren't. Could that be what it is? I don't know. I, you know, I definitely get the crazy takes from, from the sneaker guys, but I think basketball Twitter comes from me too. Listen, sports Twitter, let's just be honest. It's not good bad it's it's dude it's real bad it's it's a lot of bad takes over there they're flying around you know you got bad takes on tv you got bad takes on twitter it's almost like you have to have a bad take now to get traction yeah it's true but like if you start just doing a bunch of bad takes like what are you really building you know in the long run that's what i'm thinking yeah no, oh, no, I, well sure. i i guess some of those people aren't building anything they're just on twitter right yeah you know or whatever it's like you know the shock jock thing or you know it's like you have to you know i call it the skip bayless you know no disrespect if you know if you're trying to get skip on i'm not trying to burn any bridges oh nice uh, skip's always welcome he's a funny guy he actually knows all the Kawhi information before everybody which is really weird he must be talking to Kawhi or something like he oh he's got the inside scoop yeah i think Kawhi might be coming back this season too i think hey yo you'd be crazy if the clippers they they come with a chip if Kawhi comes back sneak in there pg's back get Kawhi. that'd be tough man yeah that'd be real tough you mentioned the word shock, so Oof. I had to shift to this. Yes. Will Smith smacking the crap Oof. out of Chris Rock. What were your initial reactions? It's crazy because we talk about Twitter, like there's like polarizing opinions on this and everybody's like taking it real personal and going at each other, but I kind of see both sides of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I got to be careful what I say. Um, you know, I mean, he de- the form was like, it was almost like a, like a really sturdy Millie Rock or something, but like with the follow through, but 
Oh man, obviously not the right way to handle it in a professional setting. Yeah. Um, and you know, comedy is one of those things where I'm, I'm on the side where comedy should be able to talk about stuff other people can't talk about and aren't supposed to talk about. And I honestly don't think he knew about what she was going through with the hair loss. And I, like to him, I, I think it was just, it wasn't even a good joke. It was kind of a corny joke. I, you know, I definitely didn't think it warranted that, but also, you know, as men, listen, if you speak on someone's wife, I think you do need to be prepared, you know, uh, yeah. listen, I, you know, so do I think Will handled it properly? No, but I'm also not prepared to, you know, we just, we live in this world now where it's like, cancel him, cancel him. I know that's like, crazy, yo, right? Yeah. It's like, listen, man, like, you know, it, it, it was what it was. And, and, you know, Chris Rock, you know, kind of took the professional road, you know, maybe they shoot the fair one in the backyard somewhere and, and call it a day. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. Do you think it was, it could, there was any chance it could have been staged? I think it's possible. Initially, I thought it was possible because it, it, it was such a like, you know, he walked up and then he was like, pow. And then with the follow through and then he turned around and fixed his, you know, his vest. And I was like, damn, like, was this hey, some WWE? You know, what was another crazy thing that not a lot of people talked about. Like, if you just smack somebody, you can't turn your back to them. That is that, crazy. Right. I talked about that on our podcast. I, oh, OK. I, I didn't understand that because if if someone walks up, boom and just immediately turns around. Oh, that's like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going uptown <laughs> from the back, forgive me, but, but I, I'm, I think I'm going right off this, put that shoulder and go right off the stage with him. The million dollar dream or something. Something. I mean, you got to break something out. The dude just gives you his bet, but um, man, it was, uh, I, I think the negative aspect of it was that now everybody was talking about that instead of, the people who won instead, like, I'm almost like, damn, like, cause obviously Will won. So it kind of tainted his moment a little bit. Uh, Questlove won. And I, I wish more people were talking about that and talking about the slap. But listen, if you walk up on stage and, and slap somebody, I'll tell you what, though, I don't know how many people could have walked up on stage, slapped Chris Rock, went and sat back down and not been escorted out. Nothing like it was just, I mean, yeah. That, yo, that's you know, a point. That's a point I haven't heard anybody talk about. You. Yeah. I mean, ooh, you know, I mean, maybe Denzel could have done it, but it's, it, you know, it's not too many. I, you know, I think that speaks to how well liked Will Smith is. Like, I think by all accounts, like he's a really good dude. He has good relationships with people. People like him. I like him. I think he's a positive guy. And I think sometimes, you know, something just, you know, pushes somebody a little too far. It's not like he, you know, at the end of the day, I do think we need to keep things in perspective. You know, he didn't go up there and, you know, completely bug out. He just, you know, it was a slap. And so uh, it is what it is, man. It is what uh, it is. Not that you're the uh, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock expert. I'm asking you all these like detailed questions. But what do you feel about when people say he smiled at first and looked at his wife and then went up and got crazy? Yeah, well, that kind of threw me off, too, because he was. And, and that's why initially I was like, wait, was that real? Because yeah. we just saw him like kind of chuckling and then the, the camera pans away. So we don't know what the exchange was between him and his wife. Right. And then next thing you know, 
you know, he's walking very briskly, uh, you know, up the stairs. So I don't know, man, maybe it was, maybe he was laughing like, ah, I'm going to whoop your ass, but it was, uh, you know, it, it, I, listen, it it's, was the most talked about thing I can remember in a long time. Yeah. Like if you write the internet about, in a chokehold. Yeah. Like if you write about this decade, that's easily coming up. Easily. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, at the end of the day, listen, I, I can't sit here and, and bash Will Smith. I've fought for, for less. I've fought for not thinking the ball was out of bounds at the park. <laughs> so I, you know, listen, I, you know, I can't judge too harshly, but, uh, and it's also not me in that situation, yeah. but that, it, you know, it could have been handled better is, is what I would say. Total disaster. You know what else is a total disaster for me? The Lakers. Oh my God. You call it. Yo, I can't believe it's come to this. I really can't believe it. Like I thought they were going to turn it around at some point. It's real bad, man. It's real bad. You know, I'm a big LeBron guy. Um, it's tough. It's tough to watch because I understand LeBron is not, you know, in his prime prime anymore, but you know, he very well might win the scoring title. The guy, he, he has to play two more games. I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I think he's got to play two more games and, you know, he'll know what he has to score. I'm, I'm putting my money on Braun to win the scoring title. Not like it really matters for his legacy, but. Hey, wait, kind of- do, do, do you think it looks crazy, though, if he's like already out the plans and goes mad hard for like for like 40, 50 points? <laughs> I kind of want to see it. No, I do, too. It. I talked about that, too. Like, I mean, it's better than him just packing it in. Right. I think yeah, so. I'm, listen, I'm kind of here for it, man. And the thing is, like. He's the most slandered athlete of all time. It's 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 in my opinion, and it's because the internet era and Jordan and Kobe didn't, you know, Kobe a little bit, but it it's everything is scrutinized, every move, every issue on his teams for the last decade. Oh, it's LeBron's fault. He's the GM. He's a bad GM. And really, like, I've heard conflicting reports as far as the Westbrook stuff and bringing him in. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, I heard Braun was kind of pushing for that. Then I also heard something that said he wanted DeRozan and it just, you know, the, the, the powers to be didn't really, uh, you know, want to go that route. And so, you know, the truth of the matter is the team is really, really struggling. AD is hurt. You know, he's just now coming back. It, I knew it was going to be issues when they got rid of, or when they, when they let KCP and Caruso go because 100%, yeah, they're two best perimeter defenders uh, KCP was their best three-point shooter, if I'm not mistaken. And it was just like, what are you replacing that with? You know, and so, you know, then add to the fact that now AD's had the injury stuff. So it's, they're all out of sync. They're all out of rhythm. But it's, I've seen some crazy LeBron takes, bro. Oh, what happened? Oh, crazy LeBron takes. You know, uh, he's washed. You know, he's... Um, <sighs> You know, uh, a podcast that I like to listen to is uh, the the Simmons podcast, Bill Simmons. Yeah, well, he's yeah. super he's super Celtics guy, so he's going to owe the Lakers. I, you know, he's – and I respect his knowledge of basketball and how long he – like, bro, that dude can be like, oh, you know, uh, you know, back in 89 and game six. He's, like, know, Rain, such, he, he's like Rain Man. It's, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> like, what his LeBron takes are all-time bad. Like – he was, I was listening to his podcast and he was talking about um, LeBron shouldn't be third team all NBA. 
And it's just like, dog, at the time he was leading the league in scoring. I looked at the top 10 scores in the league. They're all basically first and second team guys. So how do you have the guy leading and scoring and doesn't even, I'm not saying he should be MVP. Of course not, but not third team, all NBA. That's crazy talk. Like that's crazy talk. Hey, so when I woke up this morning, I wanted to tweet, here comes the, we cannot compare LeBron to MJ tweets Bruh. coming soon. And then before I can even tweet it, I see it like, you know, on YouTube, everybody's talking about that. It's pretty it, funny. It's, it's always, no matter what it is. I knew it was coming, bro. I just knew oh, that yeah. was coming. Yeah. It, it's, it, it never fails. It never, ever, ever fails. It's like, I don't know what it is about me. I just appreciate greatness. Like, I don't, like, I, I, I feel like, Jordan fans don't mess with Braun. Kobe fans don't mess with Braun. Like I, I say, we just appreciate all of them because yeah. I, I'll tell you what, man, when LeBron finally hangs it up, the game is going to be, it's going to miss him, man. Yeah. Like he's people don't realize until guys like that are gone, man. It's like, it's so easy to, you know, it's almost like we take stuff for granted when we have it, you know, whether it be relationships or, you know, money or just whatever it is. I feel like Braun, people take him for granted. Like just as a sports fan, as a, as a basketball fan, man, we got to appreciate him while he's here. And, you know, there may only be a few years left. Yeah. What do you think they should do going forward? I mean, they need to bring in youth. They need to forget about bringing names in defense, speed, youth, shooting. Um, I just don't know if there's a way they could get all of that done. It's just tough, man, with that uh, Russ contract. And, yeah. you know, I listen, I, I think he's taken a lot of unfair criticism, too. Um, I like Russ. I don't know that it was necessarily the right fit with the Lakers. But I, and it, it's not just one guy. It's not just him. Like, you know, had they brought Russ in and there was different people, uh, different players in place, maybe it could have worked. But. With how things are now, man, I, I don't know. I, I think they got to try to make a trade. I, You know, like, I don't see how else it's going to work. They've got no draft picks. Who would They've trade got, Who would trade for Russ, though? You're talking about Russ? Maybe AD. Oh, you mean package AD with Russ? Yeah, I mean, maybe Braun at this point. I don't think Braun but, wants to leave. And I think well, then, yeah. then, then, then AD. I, you know, you, you have to – you can't roll this team back out and I think that they're a little further from like bringing in, a, they're a little further away than bringing in like a three and D guy and being like, all right, you know, we're good to go. Do I think they would have been better with AD healthy? A hundred percent. But I, you know, even with him, they're right around that 500 mark. You know, it's my whole thing with them has always been like, if they can sneak into the playoffs that, you know, with LeBron and AD, that's enough to, to present problems. But they just, man, they, they, they got a lot of holes to fill, no money, no draft picks. So um, I'm not like, you know, all up to date with contract maneuvering and cap hits. And that's not really my forte, but um, I think they got to, they got to move somebody. You're right. If they move Russ, they probably are going to have to take a bad contract or what's perceived as a bad contract back, you know? So um I don't know, but they got to shake things up a little bit. I'm sure the coach, I'm sure uh, Vogel will be out of there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they've been, but again, it's not Vogel's fault. It's not LeBron's fault. It's not, 
it's not any one person's fault. It's just it's not a good team right now in in an NBA that's more talented than ever. Yeah, a lot of it starts with your best players have to come into the season in shape. Like I always say that, and Luca yeah. did the same thing. And AD just did not come in shape. Harden doesn't come in shape. Like it really oh. does affect your whole franchise when one of your players just isn't prepared professionally. I mean, Luca is so young that he gets it. He ramps up real quick, and now Dallas is doing good. But right, man, that hurts teams, man. It really does. It. it I mean, it does. I mean, and you know, we've seen it. Like we've seen players in shape and out of shape. Like. You know, we all know what Embiid looks like out of shape and what he looks like in shape. Yeah. You know, to your point, to your point with Luca, and you, especially when your team is assembled top heavy, like you have to, you know, you have to basically carry most of the workload. You have to, you know, it's to the point where the, with the Lakers, like if LeBron doesn't go out and have 40, you know, 40, 12 and eight, it, it, it's it's quiet for them. Like it, it you know, it, it's not going to work. So um, I, I definitely think AD could have, could have been in better shape. And it's, it's kind of wild too, because he's still young. When you think about it, like he's still in that. Uh, I forget what year it was that he came out. Was it, was it 2013 or who AD? He, yeah. He's still in his twenties. So, you know, I, I feel like he should have some really elite years left, but something just seems kind of out of sync, you know, body wise and, you know, injuries can do that. So it's, uh, it's unfortunate, man. You know, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan, but as a, as a brawn lover, it's, it's, it's tough to tough to watch. Speaking of the Knicks, man, what was up with Tibbs just like playing his old Chicago Bulls guys for like the, bro, the whole I'm not going to get on, bro. I'm not going to get on here and, and, and slander Tibbs, man, but he's not <laughs> the right guy for that job, man. He's not the right no. guy for that job. We trade for Cam Reddish. And, and just yeah, well, that said, didn't make sense because Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish is not a tips type guy. He's not like a go hard. He's not that type of guy. No, no, he's not. He's like yeah. a finesse, smooth, yeah. skilled guy. Exactly. It, it's, I just don't think he's, he's, um, you know, right for that group. Obviously he's a good coach. I'm not knocking him, but I don't think he's right for that team. And uh, yeah, we'll see, man. It, you know, being a Knicks fan is, it's kind of like, you know, you're a glutton for punishment, but uh what, we'll see. We'll, we'll see who we can bring in. Yeah. What exactly did you think about why this happened this season? I mean, I think part of it was the East got better. The Derrick Rose injury. Julius yeah. wasn't playing as well. RJ actually got better, but I think it was just a combination of all those things that led to this tough season. You know, and I, I think oh, and, I said, the, and the Kemba thing, the Kemba thing. Yeah, that was like a disaster, too. Shouts yeah, to Kemba because, like, he, like, didn't play him out of nowhere. That was kind of like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, as you know, I'm a big Kemba guy. But it's it's tough, man. You know, I think I said this on, on your podcast uh, last season. I feel like they really overachieved. Like, what were they, a four seed last season? It, yeah. And then, you know, we, we kind of got exposed a little bit by the Hawks. I feel like we overachieved. And this season, it's almost back to reality a little bit. You know, Randall has struggled a little bit. It's just, we don't really, we just don't, like, we're just a piece or two. Like, we have some, I like a lot of the players we have, but mm -hmm. we're a piece or two away, and I think we got to make some changes, man. We got to make some changes. We just brought everybody back through contracts, and it was like, you know, I don't think Knicks fans thought, yeah, we're going to be a lot better this year than we were. Like, I think we were... Uh <laughs> 
I, nope. I think that I think there were the, maybe that not maybe not the basketball guys like you, but maybe the uh, sneakerheads that follow you thought that. Yeah, yeah yo, shout to the sneakerheads that follow for me. Bro. I appreciate you. Yo, shout to the sneakerheads. Man. <laughs> we love to talk basketball with the sneaker guys. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is, man. At this point, I'm numb to it, man. I'm numb. What does the Air Max line mean to you? Oh, everything, everything, bro. The Air Max line. You're a New York City guy. Um, yeah. The Air Max was like, I, I'm, uh, it, it's, if I had to take like a, like a line outside of Jordan, mm-hmm. the, the Air Max line is it, bro. I mean, it's, uh, it's just fly feats, man. It's fly feats. It's, it's, it's been fly forever. So it's to the point, like, you know, you look back at these Air Max models from the nineties and it's like, they still get played. They still yeah. sell out. They still, you know, I got a pair of Air Max ones on my feet right now. It's just, it, it, it's that pinnacle, man. It's that, you know, we talk about like the Mount Rushmore basketball players, Jordan, Braun, Kareem, whoever else is on it. But man, Air Max is, is in that discussion. It's crazy because if Air Max was its own sneaker company, it would be super successful, like just how Jordan is, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy, man. It's, it, it's, and it's, it's, that's the thing too. Like it's year after year after year, we see stuff, you know, come and go like, uh, you know, the Adidas ultra boost, super mm-hmm. cool for super cool for, I don't know, three years, four years, you know, and then now you don't really, you don't really see it getting spin like that. So the fact that that's what I really appreciate about the, the brands and the models and the lines that have basically been around for like three, four decades at this point. So, uh, yeah, you, you got to always have respect on the Air Max name. Where's the, uh, what's your favorite sneaker line outside of like the Air Max and the Jordan, shall I say? Man, uh, that's tough. I'm a big Kobe guy. Oh yeah. Uh, that's, that's a tough line. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Kobe guy. I'll tell you what, man, for a sleeper, I'm a big new balance, uh, you know, 990, mm-hmm. 991, 992, like that whole uh, 99X line is really, really dope. And it's kind of something outside of the normal hyped up uh, sphere. There used to be a New Balance store uh, in the city. Uh, I want to say like across the street from Bryant Park. And I used to go in there as, as a young, as a wee young lad. <laughs> and it was like, it was crazy because it wasn't like the normal mom and pop you know, New York City sneaker shop that we would shop at, like, you know, up on Fordham or, you know, wherever. It was like, it just felt really high end to me and like the materials they used. And even back then, the sneakers were super expensive. I, I remember going in there and it'd be like, you know, some pair of sneakers that I didn't even know what it was. And it'd be like, damn, a New Balance sneaker is 160, 180 bucks. Yeah. But, I, you know, I've really been kind of into them since then. And, you know, I think now I appreciate them even more you know, now that I'm ripping and running and I like to have, you know, cozy feats. So, uh, that, that's a, that's a sleeper line right there. Yeah. Me and my son, baby combo. We both have those gray nine ninety V five. Really? Yeah. Wow. Baby combo. Yeah. You know, he got the Velcro swag with it. Of course. Yeah. You gotta have the Velcro as a, you know, as a youngster, by the way, it's his favorite sneaker by far. His face. Really? Where's my gray shoes? Where's my gray shoes? Like he got Jordans. He got 
He loves those, bro. He loves. I guess because they're comfortable and the Jordans have laces. A lot of them. Uh, so he just like he loves those. He loves those New Balance. Man, that's class right there, man. Shouts to Baby Combo. That's class. Yeah, Baby Combo got swag. So I wanted to uh, end off with the Kanye doc because this is kind of weird, but his mom really reminds me of my mom in a lot of ways. Like just how much confidence she instilled in him. Like, cause my mom would always tell me not maybe per se, but like just instill confidence in me, you know? And now I'm, and I think I'm the greatest ever now, you know, cause of my mom. Oh, so, yeah. yeah I, so, I mean, so, so Kanye, I mean, it really reminded me of my mom in a lot of ways. Like, that's great. Like you, you did it so well. And, and I yeah. just love that dynamic between him and his mom. To me, that was the takeaway, uh, you know, um, to me, that was the takeaway from it. That relationship was beautiful. She was beautiful. And I feel like it, if, if somebody like your mother, you know, a parent believes in you that way, mm-hmm. it's like you can't lose, man. It's like, you know, you mentioned your mom. You were always, I remember when we first met and I was like, man, this kid has crazy confidence. Like, yo, this dude, like you would play against whoever, like, like you, I mean, you, you were ready to, as far as basketball went, like you were ready to go toe to toe with anybody. And it's crazy that you mentioned that about your mom, because it really does. It's almost like, you know, mom Dukes believes in me. I I don't, I don't care what any of you say. And it just, it it instills that it's almost like that positive affirmation. If that's the right, if I'm using the right, uh, Right. Uh, nomenclature. There, it's not, but- you know, what? it's not even confidence at a point. It's almost your reality. Like I was in the gym the other day and I said, these teams won't be fair if I'm on this team. And he goes, no, that's a lot of confidence. And I'm like, no, that's, that's reality, bro. Like, that's just <laughs> so <laughs> like something like some, some things are just reality and some things are confidence, but it's almost like your own reality at a point. If you have a mom that always instilled it in you, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I mean, uh, it, you know, that, that's funny, man. Some things never, <laughs> change. some things never change. I mean, she was rapping a high school rap that he wrote crazy. bar for bar for bar. It, like it, that was crazy to me. He had to think about it more than she did almost to go back. Like, Oh yeah. What did I say? Oh yeah. No, I said that. So now nah, that was, uh, that was beautiful, man. Um, I'm a big Kanye guy. You know, I, I um, you know, I know he's taken a lot of heat in, you know, on social media. Uh, I'm a big Kanye guy. It, you know, for me, I cannot agree with everything somebody says or does and still respect them and admire them and, and think they're really dope at, at, at what they do. So um, it was cool to see that. It, it was cool to see that. And it, there's, it, it, it makes sense. It's, uh, you, you know, my guy, Ben Patrick, man, he always says, uh, shouts to knees over toes guy. He always says uh, success leaves clues. And, you know, I, I, I believe that. And I think, with somebody like Kanye, it was almost to, to, to rewind to the beginning and see how it started. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. It, it makes sense that he ended up where he did and, and shouts to his mom, but also shouts to him, man, because he took that and ran with it. He was in the office playing his music. Nobody was paying attention. And I, you know, I remember back then where he was just a producer and no one really respected him as a rapper. It was right. like it. Right. And then I he, remember. I remember pointing out the balance. I'm like, who's that? Remember? Exactly. It was, 
I was like, I knew Kanye West made beats, but I was like, who's that right. on that song? Like, he's kind of rapping, you know? And right. And then it went crazy. Yeah. Success leaves clues, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. You know what? I think part like I just thought about this point right now, actually. You know why he almost over exudes confidence even more now? Because I felt like he still has that chip on that shoulder, his, the right. chip on his shoulder when people thought he couldn't rap. So now I won and I'm going to keep going at you and going crazy and saying I'm the best and comparing myself to Walt Disney or whoever he wants to compare himself to. That's probably right. part of it. He has a crazy chip on his shoulder probably from those days. A hundred percent. And you know, the thing with me is like, I always like go back to basketball. I always go back to basketball, you know, look at the, I'm talking about the goats. You know, you look at a Jordan, you look at a Kobe, man, these dudes wanted to tear your, like in, in that arena, they wanted to tear your head off, man. Right. And, Kanye's that same way. Like it's, it's that same, you know, people say like, you know, Mamba mentality that that's really what it is, man. It's like, you know, wanting and not even wanting to be the best, but knowing that you're the best, like that's your reality. And so that's just, you know, that's just the way you live. So I understand that those types of personalities can be a little bit abrasive at times or whatever, but man, you got to respect greatness. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, you know, he's obviously been or has said things that could so-called uh, or get him canceled. I mean, he hasn't been canceled yet. Is that something that you ever think about when you're putting out content that, like, you might not want to say certain things? You know, I think I try to watch what I say, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, listen, man, like, I, I try not to have any commentary on the sensitive subjects, man. Like, mm. you know, I, you know, it, like as far as. Uh, political stuff and you know and and religion and just do you, all, do you, you know, think one day you could get to a point where you will yeah i think maybe i you know i mean the thing is like I, i'm also not running from questions you know like it's right right you know i mean we talk about stuff on our podcast my brother and i like you know a lot of times we have listeners send questions in and you know i mean you know we answer what they throw at us but it's um the the world and you and I have talked about this a little bit, man. There's a lot of negative going on. Like, yeah. and to keep my mental right, to keep my spiritual right, to keep my overall well-being intact, I I can't partake in too much of it, man. Like, I try to uh, spread positivity and, I, like, not even on some, like, phony, like, smile, everyone's my best friend. No, but, like, there's enough of that going on. Like, so I try to, you know, work with people who I think are dope. I like to mm -hmm. come on here and chop it up with you. Someone Appreciate I've that. known for, for a really long time. I like to, you know, focus on my brother and I and the clothing yeah. brand and, and, and our YouTube channel and our podcast and like try to do things that I'm excited about doing when I wake up in the morning. And, you know, when I go to bed at night, like I like to feel good. I don't like to feel heavy and, and have things on my mind and eating away at me. So I, I, I acknowledge those things are going on and, and that changes need to be made and that we need to work on things, but I can only control what I can control. And the, the, the best recipe that I have found is to, you know, put positivity into the world and to focus on that. I, I'm big on the universe, you know, gives you what you give it. So that's mm -hmm. kind of like where my head is, you know, you know, back in the day, I used to be a little bit of a hothead and, and, <laughs> you know, I've, I've matured, I've grown and, you know, I try not to partake in that, in that type of stuff. So, but the internet, it can be a tricky place, man. 
it's funny because when I look back on those days when we were in school together, it was like you were entertaining. So it doesn't surprise me uh, what you do today. Remember this? Nobody yeah. <laughs> you know, that still makes me still makes me laugh, bro. But um, yeah. so, so you mentioned the spiritual. This is good for people to hear, like the spiritual, the mental. Is there anything that you think you could improve upon on that point of view that gets your maybe even to a higher level of more peace in terms from spirituality or like personal development that you could yeah, focus on? Yeah, we, we, we've talked about it a little bit in the past, man. Like I, I try to unplug a little more than I used to. Yeah. Try to put, try to put the phone down. Um, I, this is going to sound, you know, super corny, but you know, I try to at least catch like one or two sunsets a week, man. That's cool. I like yeah. to, yeah, man, I'm just a few miles from the beach. I'm not a big beach guy like during the day because my Irish skin is not really made for the sun, but <laughs> it's, uh, but I like to go down there and, you know, kind of take a walk and, you know, call it whatever you want to call it, meditate, you know, kind of just relax, kind of just shut off all the, the normal day-to-day stuff and kind of unplug, even, even if you can't unplug for a day, like for me, just being able to unplug at the end of my day for an hour really kind of helps me. So, um, man, listen, we're all works in progress, man. I'm, I'm trying to grow and, and mature and learn from my mistakes and, and, and do better and, uh, I've been eating better. Dope. You know, it's, you, you know, I, I've fluctuated big time with the weight. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I, not, I, I'm not a lean, I, lean I, machine like you. Yeah. I got to get you on those combo shakes, man. Maybe we got to send you some ingredients. The combo shakes. you got the spinach mustache. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the Popeye special right there. It's, um, but you're cut up like a bag of dope, you know, I mean, see what I'm saying? See, I, I need that physique. I need that physique. You know what's crazy? Your, like, so where did these jeans come from? Your brother's super skinny or super skinny as a kid? Man, I listen, man. I love my mother. I hate to throw mom dukes on the uh. bus. <laughs> but listen, so my mom is Italian and my pops is Irish. Everyone on my pop side is skinny. You know, yeah. The Italian side, the pasta, the carbs. You know, I feel like I, I it was embedded. It was embedded in the DNA. It, it was in the DNA, man. It was in the it was in the molecular makeup. And it's tough. It's tough, man. It's tough. It's uh, it's e- easier not being in New York City because it's not like pizza and pasta on every corner. But yo, it's tough to stay away from the pizza, bro. But I, I, I do a pretty good job. But once in a while, I gotta have some pizza, man. You have. I mean, you have to. I mean, like yeah. it, that's also in the like if you're a New Yorker, man, the 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 pizza is in the DNA, hundred percent. Like you just, it's like a magnet. You just hey, draw a spin. After hoop sessions, when we were kids. Scarfing down the pizza. Those are the gonna, days, man. But you weren't even thinking about nutrition back then. You know what I mean? At, at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, drinking tropical fantasies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like sugar. That's like that's like sugar with a little bit of carbonated water in there. Oh man, they it's, had the blue uh, ones. My friend used to have the yeah. blue ones and all the fifty cent snacks and the twenty five yeah. cent snacks in the backpack. Can I get one? Like, you can know I what get mean? Yeah. honey buns, porter waters, the bodega special, man? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a. Uh, those were the good old days. Now, you know, now I got to, you know, eat spinach. And- <laughs> any any uh, hot take, draft takes? I, you're not a check guy. You're not a check guy, right? Not, not really a check I'm, guy. Is, is that a hot take? So listen, man, like I he, I always like to be respectful with my draft takes because I really appreciate hey, it. You had Ayo really good, Ayo DeSumo. I mean, like I he thought was he was going to be. Yo, yeah, you called that one. And he's playing great. And his feel for the game is better than I thought. Like, I know he played hard. I know he had intensity. Right. 
I know he was strong. He actually looks like he, I don't know. Did he lose a few pounds? He looks like, like, I don't know if he did. He kind of looks the same to me, but he's, I just like his game, man. Like he's just, to me, he's a dog. Yeah. And you know, I I really gravitate towards those kind of guys. Yeah. He was, because he had the face. Yeah. He, he was on it with the face mask in, in school, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. Was a beast. That was like, like, like he was intense. I just didn't know he had that feel for the game. That's kind of like what really translated in the NBA for me. Like, yeah, for sure. And you know, another thing too, man, is it's it's really hard to project these guys sometimes because yeah, you don't know who's going to continue to develop. You don't know. Like, I'm a big Paolo guy. Like, I'm Paolo over Chet. I understand, like, you know, the allure, but man. I, I'm a big Paolo guy, you know, I love him. I love Jabari, but that's chalk. That's like, you know, th- those are going to be, I mean, you can't really pat yourself on the back when you yeah. get a five pick, right? Like to me, like you put me on last uh, pre-draft, you put me on to Bones Highland. He's tough. And I, and I was like, man, and then I really wanted the Knicks to draft him. You know, I was big on, uh, on Maxi. You know, yeah, he was coming yeah. out. I, I yeah. really liked him. But but again, I liked him. I didn't know he was going to develop to what he is now. Yeah, you know, right, so exactly. it, it, it's tough. You know, I, I think situation matters. Like, I would like to see Paolo go to, like, Detroit. That'd like be nice. Him and Cade, like him and Cade. I, I think don't you, don't you think, and I'm not even the biggest Jaden guy, but don't, wouldn't you like to see that type of athleticism next to Cade? Like in the backcourt? That, that yeah. might... That might really co- that might really complement each other well with those two. I think it definitely could. I I like him a lot too, man. The, there's a lot of players in this draft that I like. Look, let me see. Is there anybody who's like a sleeper? Well, uh, I think I think Jaden Hardy is being he's being underappreciated right now because he was kind of like hidden in the G League, and then people want right. to talk about his efficiency. I, I think he should probably he'll probably get slept on and like go outside top ten maybe and. I think he'll be a great draft pick. So that's like one guy I'm looking at. I like him a lot. I like uh, I like the kid from uh, Arizona, Matherin. Oh, tough. You know, I, yeah, I just I just posted about him not too long ago because the athleticism is there, the shooting is there. He got the tools to play defense, and then in college he didn't show the one on one stuff a lot, but on his national team he was showing like double step backs. He is tough. I, like he is top. I, I said top five to seven. He should be, but he might go outside of there. I like him a lot, man. Like, I think he could be like, not saying their games are the same, but I think he could be like a Donovan Mitchell, like level type scorer. I, I think he, I think, and, I, and I, think he, I think he has a few inches on Donovan. Like who knows? He, he might not ever get that bag like of moves that Donovan got, right. but he's a, he's a little bit bigger. He's, you know, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Who's tell me who I, I know you're the king of the sleepers, man. Who's like, who's that? you know, 20th overall, like back end of the first round, middle of the foot, like outside of the lottery. Tell me somebody. Well, I think Dyson Daniels won't, won't, will go like 15 to 18. And I think he could really okay. be good. Um, Bo okay. champ. I like the G league Ignite guys like Bo champ could yeah. be really good. And I think yeah. these guys, they don't get the allure of March madness and they're going to slip. Right. So I think yeah. all the G league guys are going to slip. And part of that is because college basketball was so great this year. Right. Yo, and, and, I, and I talked about it would be great because first, the fans are back and two, the NIL deals. So you get some of that yeah. top end talent back. So I think yep. because of that, 
the G League is getting slept on, and I think some of those guys are going to be real sleepers and do really well in the NBA and be prepared because of that pro experience they have. Well, that's the biggest thing for me, 100%. Like, we've kind of already seen them be pros. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit more of, like, um, we've just seen it. Whereas, yeah. like, if you haven't seen a guy do it, like, I, I, you know, I think with Chet, there's no question, man. Like, his, his height and his skill set, don't you man, like it? Awesome. Don't you like his feel for the game? You love feel for I, the game, guys. I, I I love his feel for the game. I love his feel so for what, the game. So what what are you concerned about? What position does he play? The four? four of the five. Man, I, I I don't know if he's gonna be able to to move his dogs out there and 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 the body, man. Like the body. It's so let me ask it, you this. What do you think happens to his athleticism when he gets on that good? strength training regimen in the off season. And then he adds that weight and he adds that power because he's already a pretty good athlete. I think it could be a home run. I think it could be a home run, but, but, but I think, I think there's too many. Well, look at KD takes like, Oh, well, KD was look at K and he's not KD. Well, I I would say one thing about that. It's not about KD per se, but it is the fact that we've seen a lot of skinny guys and it really didn't affect a whole bunch of them. Like Dirk was skinny. KG was skinny. KD was skinny. There's a bunch yeah. of skinny guys that didn't really hurt them, you know? No, for sure. But Chet's skinny, skinny. He is. And, he is. He is. He is. And, and what and what is he like? Seven one? Yeah. It's just like it's, you know, I didn't like Porzingis when he was coming in. He has a little more in his bag than Porzingis, though. Like with the creation. Yeah. So you know what it is, man. You know what it is with Chet. And, and here's the thing. And also Porzingis would be good if he wasn't injured. You know, like even if he was a Porzingis, like that's right. pretty good, you know? <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. I mean, and when he, before he got hurt with the Knicks, he was, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. God Zingus Porzingot or whatever it was. 100%. 100%. I mean, so I'm excited to, uh, to see Chet develop. I know you're a big Chet guy and listen, man, I'm not saying this because we're friends. I don't follow anybody in the basketball world that is, has had as many good takes as you. You Appreciate talk about how, man, because some of my takes age real bad. They, so, well, <laughs> some of them age real bad. Yeah. Listen, you've been like on it with a lot of guys. Man, you and I had conversations about Scotty Barnes. Yeah. And you were telling me, man, I could see him going as high as two. And I'm like, what? Well, no, my thing was is that I thought he should go to, but I didn't think they were going to do it. That was my thing. Yeah. I, I'm like, Man, he just he kind of struggled at Florida State at times. And I just didn't, you know, you know another thing too. I watched I think he had some injury. I think he had some injury stuff too. Like that's why he wasn't starting. I think he did. I think Florida State can be a tricky place to play for guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's very like Leonard Hamilton is a great coach, but it's like very like it, it's their system is a certain type of way, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um you know, I don't think he's switching too much up, you know, depending on the players who come in and whatever. Like, I knew Scotty was going to be a great defender. Yes. But, I, you know, I just didn't know he was as good as he is. And I didn't know he was – I think he landed in a great spot. But credit to him, man. The kid is an absolute stud. It's – I don't watch enough college basketball is what it comes down to. Like, I'm, I, I've seen Chet play four games probably. You know, I I just haven't seen. I think that's a, I think that's enough for you. You're a basketball guy. 
Yeah, no, no. And, and like you said, I definitely saw the feel. For me, I get a little. Do you like the rim protection? The rim protection is nice, right? I like the rim protection, man. When I was watching him in the tournament, man, he, he was kind of getting muscled around down there. Mm. I, I felt like guys were kind of going at him. It's almost it, more of a it's almost more of a muscle game at times, though, college. Like I feel like NBA is a skill sport. I definitely more so. I mean, you know, yeah. you look at that, that's one of the reasons why. Like go 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 to a go to an open run. This is how simple you can make it. The bad run is usually not saying college basketball is a bad run. The bad run is yeah. when you when you when you got ten pros on the court, yeah. easy, it's nice and simple flow. Like oh, maybe you might get bumped once, but right. it's like it's more skill, more finesse. The higher levels you you know you go up. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So who's going to be the best player in this draft? Tell me, Chet Holmgren. Okay. I All think right. so. Yo, listen, maybe, man, maybe listen. not, maybe not right away, but, but over time. And uh, okay. you know, yeah, I, I really like Paulo. I just feel like he almost, somebody's going to have to give him the keys. Like somebody's going to have to make him the franchise guy in a way. Like the thing about his, there's something about his jump shot that my spider senses aren't tingling. Like he doesn't catch and shoot effortlessly. Well, th- that's the only thing, you know, um, and this is really nitpicking. Like he's super, he's six ten. He's athletic. He's he's a better. He showed that he could pass. Like uh, he obviously could get to the rim and score with the bully ball. But yeah, you know. he he he's got a great feel. I think he's going to be a good ISO guy. It's um, I I was really impressed this season in the games I did watch. At I didn't know he could pass like that when he was yeah, going to do. He showed that. He showed that over the course. He of the really season, showed yeah. that. What what I couldn't understand is when he catches it in rhythm, like off the trail or off a swing pass, and he just goes right into his shooting motion, it's, it's bueno. It's and good he money. He doesn't do it all but, the time, but, but that's but, why, that's what exactly. And, and I they, don't well, know. Well, well, talk about what you're saying because they, they, they might it, not be able to see you. Oh yeah. They might not be able to see it's, it, it's head fake pump fake. It's like, yes. a little hesitation. so it's like, he, he's not really like, whereas, and this is why I could see why people lean Jabari because he can he, man, he lets that thing go. He He's, does. He, the thing with him is that he doesn't have the handle of a Chet or Paulo for correct. self-creation. Yeah. Correct. But it's when you look at his body type, you look at his skill set. I mean, I think he could be really good too, but yeah, as far as like, you know, the, the ISO, you know, that, uh, potential and, right. and like the really hot, like, to be a high level scorer, you, you need that bag. So that's why um, I like Jaden Hardy. He got a bag. That kid got he's a got bag. A super, and super then like, bag. and then the people like want to point to the efficiency. But look, we've seen that before. Like he's not the athlete of Anthony Edwards or um Jalen Green, but usually they get it together when you got that type of bag. Those, like, are, the two, skills, skills those are the two guys I was thinking of. It, it's guys figure it out, man. I remember early in the season, people were talking about. You know, man, uh, Jalen Green is shooting eighteen percent from three. Bro, listen, he's gonna figure it out. The if you, if they would have saw him in summer league, what I saw in summer league, you're like, this kid. There's no way he's not gonna be good. Like, it, it, it's when, when when guys, you can see it, man. You can got, see he, it. He gets his shot off whenever he wants in summer league. It was like effortless, effortless. And and that's the really really high level guys is when they yeah. can do that. So I mean, you think Chet's gonna be able to do that? Eventually, yeah. You know, well, no, I, look, he's not he's not gonna have Jalen Green separation from three, no, but, he, no, but he's no, also seven. Yeah, for a big for sure. Yeah. Okay. Because he right. he shows he shows the one leg stuff. He shows he's effortless. He's, he's effortless as a trailer. And in transition, he's different, man. 
So this is what I think is going to happen in summer league. And you could mark this down right here. Okay. He's um, going to have a few plays that go viral in summer league, him going in transition around the back dog. Everybody goes crazy. Oh my God. Uh, Chad Holmgren. You'll see this summer. He's going to go, so, so go viral in uh in transition. Yeah. Okay, listen, man, I'm on the Chet Holmgren uh, bandwagon now. Listen, I'm following you at this point. Man. <laughs> Let's do it. Bro, Let's... I think I might come to Summer League this, this year. Bro, come on. Don't, don't get I, me I'm excited, gonna, bro. I, I think I'm going to do it, man. I think I'm going to do it. Can, yo, can you get me like a nifty little media pass? Can I slide in there with you? <laughs> we'll figure it out anytime. All right. Oh, yo, follow man. me, man. Yo, you know you're always welcome back on the show. Um, where can we find Thank you, man? You. Where can we find you? Hey, man, at Mr. Former Simpson across the boards, man. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Mr. Former Simpson. Uh, I even got a TikTok now. How's that yeah. going? Do you got, do you got like a, do you got a TikTok guy or are you doing it on your own? Like you and your brother? Doing it on our own. Yeah, we don't post much, man. It's, it's kind of like, you know, just like an Instagram reel. Um, Repurposing you know, just, uh, across all platforms. Repurposing man. across all platforms. That's what you got to do. You got to do it, man. You got to do it, man. This is, we live in the day and age of content is king. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nah, man, but uh, I'm around and uh, I'm not hard to find. Mr. Homer Simpson everywhere, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time. You know, you're always welcome back. Talk soon, bro. Appreciate you, brother. Big thanks to everyone who tunes into Combo's Court Across the Globe. Punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Big thanks to Foamy for joining in. We appreciate you. You know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Catch me on Twitter at Combo's Court. Same name as the podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel Combo TV. Be on the lookout for episode 356. Combo out.